Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Color Authority. Today, I'm going to be interviewing a dear friend of mine, Ellen Merck, who is a Dutch fashion stylist and sustainable editor based in Milan. She does fashion styling, art direction, and brand consultancy. She's contributing editor of Vogue Arabia, but also works with magazines such as Vogue Brazil, Lampoon, Numero Netherlands, and Tank. She has multiple fashion clients, such as Burberry, Max Mara, Hogan, Zenia, Tommy Hilfiger, Bulgari, the list is very, very long. She used to work for Alexander McQueen in London and Hermes. She studied economy in the Netherlands and graduated cum laude in fashion styling at Maragoni here in Milan. In her work, she instinctively pairs the clean graphic lines from the Northern Europe with the warm and a certain dramatic flair from the South. She finds the pressures in the details with interesting nature-inspired textures. As a stylist and art director, she says she's more of a storyteller. So let's go listen to what she has to tell. Good afternoon, Ellen. How are you? And welcome to the Color Authority. Thank you so much. I'm really well. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm, um, I'm excited that we reconnected for those of the people that actually don't, don't know you and don't know how, how we actually met. We are two Dutchies living in Milan and we met, I think, through the football games, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the Dutch embassy, but also in the airplane, do you remember? In the airplane, yes. Yes. We got stuck. We got <laughs> exactly. Not celebrate Christmas together. That's true. But she's in Milan, both working in, in design, both working mm-hmm. in creative world. And that's, that's also why I wanted to interview like, hey, I have a friend that actually does something super interesting as fashion stylist. So like, I need Thank to you. Her. So I start all my podcasts with the same question. And I think you know that by now. And that is, what is color for you? So Ellen, what does color mean to you? Well, I think everything, <laughs> but uh, color, I think, brings, uh, yeah, brightness and happiness and makes uh, products, I think, alive. With my work, I'm super focused on colors and shapes. Personally, I like a lot, like, deep colors, not uh, like mixed colors that are maybe a little bit more mysterious. But I think, yeah, color is emotion and my work is all about emotion and about telling a story and color helps very much in telling a story and, and, and yeah connect to communicating feelings so everything everything I think color yeah. is everything indeed I think when, when when I listen to all the the answers that I've had it very often is color is life and color uh, is everything because it is everything and you just indeed said you're a storyteller you're a very strong storyteller. People that will, will follow you on Instagram, they will be able to see or go to your website. And we're both storytellers. I translate into, into color directly, but you have a step in between, which is obviously indirectly, It is this is fashion. Can you reveal how you build your stories and also how do you use color in the stories? That's an interesting question. Well, I always start with the mood board. And it really depends, of course, for the client that I'm working for. Like as a stylist, I work a lot for magazines, but also for brands. So I do a lot of editorials for magazines. And those are all about inspiration, their readers for the new season, about telling the story about what's going on in the moment, but also like about what they should buy or like more about in in the inspirational way. And then you have, of course, the clients and there I'm more linked to uh, what they would like to communicate for that season so I have to understand better their collections and stuff like that and what is really important for me is the story is that it has like 
one look has something to do with another look so that you are communicating something with value. <laughs> and I use the mood boards a lot. So I paste a lot of images together and to create a mood board to have like a storyline. Let's say like we are starting with this and then we are going to that. And color, of course, can help to build up the story and also make sure that one image is connected with another image. So I think every page and every look on its own is like super important, but it's also very much, I think, yeah, all the loose pictures together create even a, like a stronger story. So first of all, I also noticed that a lot of editorials were like always with a lot of pictures and those together were telling a story. Nowadays, everybody is really instant. So also the picture on its own should tell their own story. But still, I think everything together is making a stronger story. And I think color is very much helping to connect all those loose images and all the loose single pieces uh, that you are wearing together. So, and also for my commercial clients, it's the same. Like I do a lot of campaigns. Uh, people also need nowadays a lot of content more than before because they have like a lot more outputs on Instagram, social media, other social media channels. So before we only had like a few pictures a season, like for a campaign, but nowadays People need like one outcome every day and also on different kind of channels. So the same picture should work for like, I also work for commercial client like Philips. I don't know if I can mention <laughs> their names here, but uh, yeah, first of all, we already did like video content, but now they also need a lot of social media content. So the same look is interpreted in different ways. So it's for the TikTok audience, which has the same look younger than it's for the YouTube, then it's for the Facebook. So all the different channels, you just update the colors, the looks according to the audience, let's say like that. So when you work with your clients, obviously you have a look. Yeah. And the look yeah. also means there's more than one color that is representing that look. So if yeah, somebody true. will look at, let's say, Ferragamo, you've done a campaign yes. for Ferragamo, the color look, however, yeah. is the same, right? All over those social media platforms. You can still yes. get the same feel and the same color feel. Yes, yes, I, uh, exactly. So that uh, you can also separate the collections better. And a lot of brands now also have like mini campaigns within the season. And of course, uh, the color of the clothes and also not only color of the clothes on Instagram, but also the color of the frames maybe that people are using help to also separate and to explain what the collection is about. And it will make everything more clear to the viewer because, yeah, what I say on Instagram and stuff like that, they count a lot the single images and they have to be uh, strong and really direct. And, and I think with color, you can get a lot of attention uh, right away and also make sure for people to understand that this is something else. We are starting a new campaign. But you see a lot also like with, for example, Balenciaga nowadays, they cancel their whole Instagram uh, account according to every season. Not everybody's doing that. But then, of course, the color can also help to explain if we are in summer in winter if we if we have like a kind of christmas campaign or uh, if we are in the sales maybe or yeah. uh, it creates a clean slate you know to have like a new start of something that's new colorful and also a new yeah. color yeah, yeah, and a lot of brands in fashion, they make color nowadays because, you know, you have the Fuxia Valentino, <laughs> you have the Bottega Green. So, yeah, brands start to get to know by a certain color and then 
they are famous for that color, which I think is super interesting too. It is, yeah. I mean, we we all know obviously Hermes with with their yeah orange. You know, one of the famous exactly. brands that has. If you only look at that orange, you'll recognize immediately it's Hermes. Then you have Tiffany, you know, obviously with their color. But it's interesting that more brands are doing this, right? They're yes. all yes. getting into a color field and they're considering it like their color field. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, people start to recognize them more easy. And that's, I think, can be super, it's really important for them to be um, in the moment. It's a strong yeah. message. You're obviously Dutch. I mean, I think people can, um, they understood from, from by now. So you are coming from north of, of Europe. Uh, just like yes. Yourself. So as you say, you bring the clean graphic rigidness, as you say, from the north. And you combine this with the flair and the warmth in the south. How different do you really feel that the style from the north and the south are different? Well, I think in the north, Everything is more practical in general, maybe because of the weather. I don't know. They like a bit less bling bling and everything should have, I think also the interior design should have more like kind of a function. So, and it goes, they, they should fit well, they should be comfortable. Yeah. So, and I think in, um, in the South, uh, in Europe and also in Italy, where we are right now, I think people really care about the quality more of the clothes. I remember that my mother always tells me, oh, I love it so much that all the men in Italy they look where the clothes are actually made from <laughs> that in, in the Netherlands it's a bit, little bit uh, yeah less important but I like both I like the sense of clothes maybe more and uh, also the graphic lines that are yeah that you see more in the north but also I like very much a little bit more drama in the clothes so like uh, beautiful fabrics nice uh, I always call it like bling bling hardware <laughs> nice hardware so nice zippers maybe some nice earrings and nice necklace to make it a little bit more excited i would say yeah i think the combination for me that's um, super important i think also just giving some background to to those people who've never been to the netherlands if you are obviously living in the netherlands and it's raining but also you're getting on your bicycle to go exactly. out because that's what we do we go out on a bicycle to do grocery shopping but also to have a drink to go to dinner some dresses and skirts and it just won't work so it's a different way of how obviously People are, are are traveling and how they're generally just where they're going. But it's it's intriguing how how you see that. Do you feel also the color is different? So in the north, there's a different color feel than to the south of Europe? Yeah, I think, yes. Uh, there's a, a bit less color, <laughs> first of all, I think, in the north. In the north, right? Yeah. Yeah, in the north. Uh, and I think, yeah, in the south, uh, people are also a bit more extravagant in general. So also with color. And especially, I think if you, I think in the Netherlands, they are still kind of colorful and experimental, like more in London, I would say like that. The, the streetwear is this really big difference. I always have to love much when we are shooting. And then in the Netherlands, we got the picture when everybody says cool. And in Italy, we got the picture when everybody says beautiful. <laughs> so that is like a super <laughs> different and but I think like in the in like Denmark um, Sweden Norma Norway you have a bit less color and it's really much focused on quality like mid-level quality and 
bit more gray, blue, and dark green. And I think in the Netherlands, people can be a bit more colorful. They like a lot also vintage stuff. Also in, in uh, like a bit more in London, I would say like that. But the quality is a bit less and everybody's more focused on coolness, being cool. And in Italy, I think people take more care to build up a perfect outfit you know they, they, they take more time for that everything can cost a little bit more maybe they're less or they're more luxury luxurious so yeah so less cool maybe uh, but of course there's exceptions everywhere but they really care about uh, the quality and, and about having everything perfectly matched together and that of course takes a lot more time so um, yeah the colors i think in in, in italy it also depends where you are because of course milan is more like kind of a business city so maybe there are a little bit less colors yeah in the south of italy i think it's super colorful and um and i think our people are also working very much into shades of colors per look. So they have maybe more like a green look and they make it perfectly well. And then they have kind of like a purplish look and it's all very much connected. And I think that's super interesting. So uh, also they really care about jewelry. Uh, about having all the right uh, necklaces together, not just one piece of necklace, but maybe like a whole nice collage of of things and uh, they are really much more into heritage pieces than i think than in the netherlands so they maybe inherit a bag from their mother uh, like a nice hair mess and like that yeah so also in the interior design i see that a lot in italy yeah that's true talking about luxury you mentioned the word luxury before and when i when i hear the word luxury i, I automatically also think about the Middle East. And that's where you uh, lately started working. And that's mm-hmm. me because you're now a contributing editor of Vogue Arabia. Can you explain how you work with the magazines or what it is that you're doing and also how that, again, style and color-wise is, is possibly different? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm now like uh, one of the contributors uh, of Vogue Arabia. And yeah, I do a lot of main fashion stories for them. I also shot covers for them. And uh, yeah, it depends, of course, on the season, what they, what they want me to do. But most of, most of the times they also give me a lot of freedom and I can come up with a team, with the, with the moods, but also with the, with the team, with the people I want to work with, what kind of photographer, what kind of location. I have a lot of freedom. Freedom, but of course, it's very much connected to their market. And I think it's also, I also worked for other vocal dishes and it's a really special one because they are representing a lot of different countries and with, with religion also interpreted in different ways. So that is what I really have to work around. You know, some people are fields, some people not. So they have a lot of different kind of clothing rules. And it really depends on the model that we choose on basis of what I can shop for them. Uh, but they do like a lot of mystery in general, which I also personally love a lot. We always make crazy pieces. They are also really much into investing. They want to invest. They want beautiful stuff. They love jewelry. They love colors. They love fabrics. I also love fabrics myself. They like a lot of fabrics. They like like layers. So a lot of styling mixed uh, together. And yeah, we are always trying also color-wise to create like deep, deep color moods, like uh, beautiful fuchsias, purples, a lot of mixed mixed colors also together and we just did a sustainable fashion story the first one which i'm really proud about so we worked a lot of yeah with brands all over europe that 
you upcycling, recycling, that work with biodegradable materials, like all different kinds of techniques. And, and I mixed those pieces together and we would really wanted, or I really wanted to show the quality of the designers, like that they were working like to the highest uh, level. Because when we think about sustainability, we think also a lot about green, yellow, orange, you know, a bit uh, <laughs> that kind of vintage colors. But these designers, they are, are also working with 3D printing. They can do whatever colors that you want. And also technique-wise, uh, yeah, they just make crazy pieces. We had like uh, corsets made of old sporting shoes, for example. Uh, we had like hat pieces made of old bandanas, like a dress with uh, old uh, zippers in the color. Oh. Zippers in the colors, yes. Yeah, so that was amazing, amazing to do. But I also did like jewelry stories for them. We did a crazy cover last October also with a lot of really graphic pieces silver gold it was all about new beginning and I would love love to do also a 3D fashion story for them or for another magazine that I'm also uh, collaborating uh, with so I'm yeah also lately uh, very much into like making the world a little bit better and I, first of all I thought I always had to do it without fashion but lately I really feel I can do it also within fashion I feel the people are ready for it it's not always easy especially the young designers they are already very much focused on being sustainable but maybe the more established brands for them it's a little bit more changed but on the other hand, they're also very much into quality, what people are also looking for. But yeah, color in Vogue Arabia is super, super important. And of course, they cover their body a lot. So the fabrics are super important. And yeah, they communicate with, with color and with fabrics, uh, having the nice materials. And I think, yeah, you know that better than me, but I think if you adjust color to certain materials then the impact of color is also very much yeah. different, right? So uh, it changes. Yeah. But that's also interesting because you said that they work with layers. Yeah. So interesting because when you work with different materials, but then maybe use a ton sur ton, it's actually very interesting to see the yes. changes in those colors. And yes. Very beautiful layers. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I completely agree. I also love to work with uh, mono mono color looks but then in different materials what you say i think that's super that makes it really exciting even if you have like a total black look but then you lose you you lose like you use latex or leathers and uh, yeah all different kind of uh, materials together and uh, yeah super interesting for example monochromatic i mean I, i'm seeing monochromatic coming back a little bit yeah mm -hmm. do you see generally fashion color has changed over let's say the last 10 years to now do you think color is being applied differently or is it being applied more or maybe with with less rules i feel there's more freedom in the use of yeah color. now that is for sure i i feel that nowadays it's a bit all or nothing <laughs> so or people really go color or maybe not at all um there's also i think now a trend the cargo and the war and i just have for example the latest bottega veneta show they're really going back more vintage more easy more simple but then on the other hand there's like brands that use a lot of color now like uh, valentino uh, this winter was, was like all color so so i feel yeah people what you say people can choose they can choose themselves 
and it's not so many rules anymore like before you have to do this or or otherwise it's in it's out i think there's different styles yeah in some styles colors are repre- represented uh, all, all over so i think it's super interesting all the colors uh, that are now on the runway. We often talked about color, obviously, in, in all these years that we've known each other, which I think it's, I was just calculating, I think it's been almost 13 years that we know each other. Oh my God. <laughs> well, yeah, now that gives away. Yeah, I mean, we feel right? that. <laughs> <laughs> That's giving away our age, totally. But it's, it's interesting that you, since the moment I've met you, I wasn't working in color and you were indeed color in um, working in, in, in fashion. What keeps you passionate about this? What keeps you going? Like what really like clicks yeah i'm telling a story i think i i feel i have so many stories to tell and so many things i mean i did a lot of stuff i'm also proud of a lot of things that i do but i feel there's always something more you know still reaching uh, maybe in that way never satisfied but lately i really feel uh it's always also the industry and my world is changing all the time so i never feel bored or, or or tired it also i work a lot but it gives me also a lot of energy because you are always working with uh yeah, new things, new trends. And the only thing that I felt lately is like, I don't want to do another shooting anymore because there is already a lot, you know? So I want to really create contact with meaning. Maybe since I'm a mother, I always feel, uh, I maybe I feel more the need of like making something that can actually influence people, you know? that really uh, can change something for people. And I try to make more, for magazines, extreme stories. So first of all, magazines were more like, I think Instagram is taking a little bit that role. You have to buy this and you don't have to buy this. And this season is this. And nowadays it's more like almost inspiration books that you put on the table that you can dream away because there's already so much contact on Instagram that you can easily have access to. So I think magazines should be more like an inspirational book nowadays. Almost like a mood board, but then with yeah, the exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And of course, there are a lot, are a lot of different magazines. People uh, like more commercial magazines and more for the industry magazines. But um, yeah, it's still inspiring me, this world. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, now I also like to do maybe more masterclasses. I just started my YouTube channel that I have to hey, give more attention to, but I love it so much. And I love to teach also to other girls. I have also two assistants here that, uh, that I'm super happy to, to learn them uh, yeah, all the tricks from, from the field. And uh, first of all, uh, before I was only yeah, with my own career, now I feel like it's so nice that I have this knowledge and that they can also share it with other people. So that feels really satisfying for me. Yeah, I totally get that. That's why I got this podcast and that's why I'm also teaching in, in the school and the university, you know, to give people more knowledge about what you do. Yeah. I mean, in the end, sharing yeah. is knowledge. Exactly. When do you have your, we were just talking before we, we went live, we were talking about creative bursts. Uh, I had my creative burst uh, over the weekend, so that was, but when do you have yours? Like what, when do you get inspired? Like what really inspires you? Of course, your industry but sometimes yeah. it can be any moment, right? I think both. There's like for me personally, and there's also work-wise. But of course, I have fashion weeks. I always follow the magazines every month. But also when I walk in the city, when I see people, what they're doing, what they're wearing. But it's also, I think, 
also general stuff like about the news, what is going on in the world. I think the fashion industry is also responding very much to that. And my kids, they also inspire me a lot because I think uh, the kids industry for fashion is super interesting because, of course, people always want the best for their kids, you know, and they are so creative and they're completely without any rules and a lot of the clothes that their uh, kids brands are super sustainable uh, which i think is also very interesting and uh, they also do a lot about uh, i think it's really funny that a lot of kids brands have labels in, in in the pieces where they're written a lot of names so from one kid you can give it to another kid of course they change a lot of the sizes but i think that's very interesting so i think the best kids brands are brands that are not for adults <laughs> But there are some super nice ones and they use a lot of colors. Yeah, so that is inspiring me uh, a lot uh, lately. Yeah, it's a mix of mix of many things indeed. Yeah. There, so you, you've been working for so many years in fashion. Is there a, let's say, a certain signature in your style? I know your signature, but it's obviously... <laughs> I know it's easier for you. I have to say that a lot of luxury brands like my style. They always say that I'm kind of chic and cool. So I also work a lot for jewelry brands like Bulgari, uh, Pomelato, and I used to work for Hermes and uh, also Alexander McQueen before becoming like a full-time stylist. Yeah, I think uh, chic and, and cool. I always try to make like a mix because some clients in the Netherlands, like Tommy Hilfiger, for example, that are more streetwear oriented and uh, and then the clients that I have in Italy are more like high-end uh, fashion brands like Max Mara, Senya, Tots, but also cooler brands like Palm Angel. So I like very much the mix of it. Yeah. I think also the cooler brands, maybe they can also be interesting to style the super high-end luxury brands in a more cool way without losing of course yeah the message to communicate that their clothes are also super well made and stuff like that yeah yeah because heritage and identity is important but then you're speaking to yeah. audiences and consumer groups are changing so it's exactly so um so let's say that a style by ellen is luxurious but cool exactly yeah wow <laughs> and if i can add later meaningful that would be <laughs> even fantastic yeah would be better yeah on the personal yeah. level you know you you started your career in in yes between the netherlands and italy was it was it hard as a duchy to enter the milanese fashion styling world it did not come overnight yeah. yeah, no, no, that's for sure. That was kind of hard. It was kind of hard. What I actually noticed is that there's two things. One is living in another country, and two is doing the job that that you love. You know, already becoming a stylist in the Netherlands is difficult. So in another country, is even maybe more difficult. So when I came here, I wanted everything perfectly at the same time. But I also realized I have to make sure that they really like living in Italy that I have to speak the language that I have to understand because, you know, you also have a life without styling and, and it's a more, maybe a bit more um, investing here. I, I think you know it also yourself than in London, because of course London is a bit more open-minded. Everybody's speaking really well English. I also lived there when I worked for Alexander McQueen and Italy. I mean, nowadays people speak a lot of English, but I, I do notice that it's very important also to speak Italian. There's a lot of different cultures here. So you need 
Yeah, you need both. So it was not easy. It was not easy. I also started to buy myself with simple jobs, starting in e-commerce. I did a lot of shootings for young designers that just graduated to create some portfolio. And maybe they went on to bigger brands and then they asked me to do the styling for them. So everything went really slowly and I always had to be super flexible. <laughs> so they called me the evening before the best jobs I always arrived the evening before. Can you do tomorrow? And I was like, oh, yes. Yes, but actually I also had appointments that I had to cancel. I remember even my graduation, uh, I planned like a trip with my mother around Italy, but at the end we had to cancel it because uh, I had another kind of job, which was important. So I did, I did a lot. I did a lot. And I did a lot also myself. Now I have uh, two amazing assistants, but when I just started, I, I was just going around through the rain with all the packages for editorials and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm always super down to earth. I'm still like Dutch from actually a little city uh, in the Netherlands, so in the north of the Netherlands. So uh, I'm always with my both foot on the ground. Sometimes there comes assistance here that they think it's only one kind of luxury world, but actually we are working super hard. It's beautiful. We're we're now uh, preparing a trip to Vienna, which is amazing. But uh, of course, it can also be sometimes stressful because we don't have the budget eh, until the sky and the clients always wants everything. So it's a lot of communicating and also being very strategic and uh, yeah creative creating creative with the budget that you have in the end exactly 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 what color and color combinations can people expect you in in fashion over the next year and next two years what what do you think is going to come i mean you see what's coming you know you know you know that better than me (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know about the fashion i watch fashion but a lot less because it's not my not directly my market I do sports yeah. performance. That's not really yeah. a catwalk yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Now I have the feeling. Uh, now, what they said, you had you have like the brands with their strong own color identity, but I feel a lot of monochrome colors on the moment. Also, I see now the the trend of yeah. There's the war going on. There's a lot of cargo, which means a lot of greens, browns. People want to feel protected. Also, also orange. I think personally, is an is an important color. But yeah, a lot of monochrome color schemes. I would say, and there's a lot of different styles going on. So I think according to the style you also see a lot of colors connected with that. What do you think? What do you feel that these are amazing colors for the moment? Well, when I, when I indeed looked at, so Milan Design Week obviously was yeah. this year, and that's for me is always the most important week. Good. So it's interesting to see that there was the return of white and beige. Mm-hmm. White and beige return. The browns are staying, and then you had still a lot of the terracotta oranges. So yeah. Orange, yes, very bright, like almost neon when you looked at Mantis, for example. Pedrali also had some some very bright colors. Uh, But then when we look at indeed what's what's happening, it was either very silent or it was like, bam, through the room. Personally, I also like the combination very much between like maybe a dark brown with the super popping orange detail, I think can be super beautiful. Yeah. Yesterday I was at the Cersaias or the ceramics uh, in in Bologna, and it was it's always interesting. I love going there because you see a lot of patterns, you see different textures, which are very interesting. And I just saw brown applied, 
as like neutral like on the walls it was like a brown reddish terracotta and wow. on that the colors and the tiles were applied so where you normally use white off white beige it was almost like brown the terracotta brown was being applied as the neutral I love it because I think everything pops out better from the walls where you have that. Also, I think in the museums, in some cool museums, you if you put like a picture on a on a colorful wall, it has a lot more impact, I think, personally. So, yeah. You just mentioned you wanted to do something more with meaning and that fashion the industry is ready. I mean, I think we just, a couple of weeks ago, obviously H&M was attacked because of their greenwashing, right? Because mm -hmm. the labels that they have in the clothes were indicating that this was a more sustainable garment than others. And then they found out that that was not true. That's not true. So that's what's happening in the fashion industry. Like, don't pretend that you're green because, you know, consumers will come, come and get you. How do you see this moving forward? Like your vision, like how do you feel that fashion can be more sustainable over the next couple of years? Uh, super interesting question. Uh, actually, I just had a really big interview about this. <laughs> I think it's, let's first start, it, it's good that people are trying. I see from the young designers up a lot of amazing ideas. There's also very cool 3D projects like Aura Boros. I don't know if you know them. Uh, they, they, they make amazing, crazy printed pieces. You just go on a holiday without the suitcase and you print out your complete warp. I mean, technically, the sky is the limit on this moment. And that, I think, is super excited. What I do feel sometimes with 3D design is that we lose a bit of the emotions because I like to touch the clothes and feel. Most the biggest problem or problem difficulties, I think, are in fast fashion on the moment. And I think on the top level uh, brands, you, you, of course, have more the quality. And that already is lasting longer. People think maybe more uh, about their choices. They make use of, of course, products like leather and sometimes fur, which, yeah, of course, are difficult, difficult uh, subjects to speak about. I think people have to get more educated. I think the consumers want more transparency on the moment. And I think there should be uh, commissions maybe that validate what you're saying. Like, okay, uh, this brand is saying that he's, he has this certain line eh? because sometimes the big brands start to make a little collections within the bigger line, what happened also with H&M. And that you have like uh, commissions that are checking for the consumers if this is actually true that you're buying because everybody wants to be more conscious. And I think it's really interesting if there are, are becoming shops with actually amazing researches with also maybe mixtures of vintage upcycled pieces and pieces also maybe from new designers. It would be very interesting if the seasons go more out, you know, like what Gucci is already doing in, That, that they are not having like a season that they say like we don't go into sales anymore we just we stand behind all the collections that we make I think that is already super interesting and that people have to buy less at the end you know okay. buy less and, and, and have more interesting clothes that, that last longer and I think that I would really love to talk more about in my own YouTube channel is how do you build up your own collection of clothes and uh, of course you don't want to look boring and especially me as a stylist 
But how can you build a wardrobe that is interesting now and develop it, you know? And there are trends, but there are short-term trends, there are long-term trends. When, when do you buy stuff? Because if you start to buy in the beginning of a trend, then it will also last longer. But speaking again about greenwashing, it's really difficult, of course. And I think it's amazing that consumers nowadays have so many access to all this information on the internet. I know, for example, for makeup, that there's an app that you can put the name of your product in. And then you see all the ingredients with also uh, number ratings of how good the product is, if it's really where it's made from and that would be amazing also if that is happening for clothes that you can have yeah, more knowledge about what you're actually buying where it's made from and yeah but people can say a lot of things it's really difficult to actually know as a personal consumer where where the pieces are made that you're buying i think it's i think it's a combination between what the brands are doing and what we want the brands had that the brands are doing because at the end if we don't buy their clothes anymore have to yeah they, yeah so yeah we are also responsible ourselves i think we should educate educate our children uh, also about this this topic what's going on in the world because a lot starts i think also with children and uh, have more information about this because and communicate share with each other yeah yeah, I think that 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 is very um, well said, and I think that that's where it starts. It's about all about education. But um, one last question that I wanted to ask you is to share with us one of your dreams, your wildest dreams. Like, what would you Ooh. really love to do? Well, I would love to make the world a better place. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. But yeah, that is what I feel more and more to do something that that first of all myself, but also my kids are proud of. That you say like. I said to Elea, well, I would be so proud if you are this or that. I said, but you have to be that person. Like, hey, let's start with ourselves to be like a good person, to actually make something that is lasting in this world. I do have to say that I think fashion, buying clothes should be fun and that there's nothing wrong with be being beautiful because a lot of people have maybe more boring jobs and they want to just have fun in, in, in the weekend. But I think it should be the right combination between actually, yeah, creating a cool wardrobe and knowing what you are buying, maybe buying less. Like when I buy, I always think like, with what can I combine this? Is it only one piece? Do I have to buy a whole new outfit if I buy this piece? Or can I make evolve? I would say uh, yeah, the outfit, create a new five. Is it something that is lasting longer or is it only nice for now? So I really think about that. So yeah, that would be actually my dream that that I can inspire other people and, and really create something with with value yeah that would be amazing and in the meantime have fun because i think it's super important in life to have fun and uh, have amazing experiences with for my work i travel a lot which, which is amazing i work with very interesting and inspirational people uh, from all over the world so that is also giving so much inspiration so i just want to continue with that and if my industry can be more clean let's say like that you, you know more sustainable and i think yeah we are ready for that and uh it's a long way to go but yeah if i can be part of this i, I would be super proud 
I think you'll be part of it. Yeah, I feel that you're, you're you're getting there, and I think a lot of people are are opening up to it. So that's the most. Yes. Important. Thank you so much, Ellen, for being part on. Thank the you. Authority. It was great talking to you as always. Yes, such an honor. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to my episode with Ellen. If you like the show, please go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and rate and review the show. My next episode is going to go out on November 1st. Yes, All Saints. And it's going to be a very particular episode as it's going to be with Mark Wentworth. And we are going to talk about how we are born into color. So stay tuned and have a great day.